Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to part two, folks, uh, where we are creating Abigail Newton's Dream Pub. And I must apologise, actually, because the tenterhooks this week were attached to leather straps, which I think gave them a, a needlessly tortuous uh, visage. So apologies if they were you know, quite imposing tenterhooks. But to release you from them now, I hand over to the lovely Robin to give the answers for this week's Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Thanks, John. So question one was, uh, which other two songs, other than Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel, which other two famous pop songs mention Joe DiMaggio? Abigail, do you get any guesses for this one? I have no idea. No? John, what what, what do you think? Well, I've just gone... You've got to think list-style songs. Yeah, I've gone for two list songs. So I've gone for um, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel and... It's the end of the world as we know it by REM. Very good. One of them is correct. We didn't start the fire. Is by is Billy Joel, and that's excellent logic to get you to that one. But the other one is Vogue by Madonna. Is it really? Wow. Dietrich and DiMaggio, Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean on the cover of a magazine. Ah uh, yes. <sighs> Should have known that. Should you? Are you a, a Madge fan? It's the right era. Yeah. <laughs> This is one you will definitely know, but what is the longest song ever to reach number one in the US Billboard charts? Do you want, do you want, do you want a, a, a year, maybe, to help? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I think I've got at least one of the two answers there. Okay, go, 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 go for it, Abigail. I'm sure at least one of them's got to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, John, what are you saying about that? Uh, I don't think it would be, because Bohemian Rhapsody, the remarkable thing about it is it's not as long as you think it is. I think it's <gasps> Five minutes fifty six. No, there have been longer British number ones than Bohemian Rhapsody. Unfortunately, this is um, why I don't do pub quizzes. <laughs> I'm going to say I've got a feeling November Rain is eight minutes ish, and I would have thought that charted pretty highly. So I'm going to say November Rain is one of them by Guns N' Roses. You are you are bang right. The longest song to reach number one is American Pie, Don McLean. Oh, the extended version. Yeah, yeah, which is eight minutes forty-two seconds, and then you're quite quite right. Uh, actually, yeah. So American Pie was released as a two-side seven-inch single. Is November Rain uh, eight minutes fourteen seconds? 
No, it's eight minutes fifty-seven. Is but it that really? was the uh, yeah, that's the longest song to chart to get into the top ten. So it didn't get to number one. But there we go. November rain. That's John's darts walk on music, wasn't it? <laughs> The, the longest song to reach number one in the UK is the awful All Round the World by Oasis, which is nine minutes yeah. 38. Ridiculous. And there's another one that's longer than Bohemian Rhapsody as well, I think. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but short songs then, Old Town Road was number one in the US and the and UK. How long do you think that was, Abigail? I'm going to plump for 33 seconds. <laughs> I have no that's, idea. <laughs> that's extremely. I've got short. the wooden spoon on this pub quiz. <laughs> I'm going to say it was one minute forty six. That's pretty bloody good. It's one minute fifty three. Wow, which is very short. Not actually the shortest song to ever reach the number one, which was "Stay" by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs in the US, and in the UK it was "What Do You Want" by Adam Faith, which is one minute thirty five. That's that's that is a uh, an easy day's work, I think. Yeah, just copy and paste it. That's what the Beatles did with "I Me Mine." Anyway, I think I know how I to my pub quiz team. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that long and short pub quiz, Robin. That thank was superb. You. That, um, but we move from the quiz to your next selection, Abigail, for your dream pub, which is eighty-five to ninety percent. The Three Crowns in Chippenham, two large tables, two bay windows, perhaps two carriages pulling up outside. But we move on to spirits. What what sort of... I, I, do camera take a stance on spirits? Is, does that really enter your world very often? We're very much about uh, allowing people to drink what they want so we don't force anything down people's throats. And in the last few years, we've actually had a gin bar at the Great British Beer Festival because we know that people come in with friends who drink beer and they don't, so they want something to drink as well. So we don't want to exclude people, so let's just give them what they want and then say, by the way, do you want to try beer as well? And also, I mean, in terms of local produce, gin is really going crazy with local distilleries all around England and Scotland and and Wales and Ireland. Uh, But what would be your two spirits of choice? Well... Very much in the in the way I find cheese or I find beer. Um, I was on a canal trip once, and canals and beer go hand in hand in a lot of circles. Uh, I was on a narrowboat, and we were up in the Peak District, and there was a gin shop in a small town called New Mills, which is tiny. And uh, and I thought, oh, I shall go in there and say, what's your most local gin? And I did, and it was from Manchester, and it was called Thomas Dakin, and. Uh, it's absolutely one of the most delicious gins I have ever had. I think it says 11 botanicals on the website. It's really, it's just the right side of spicy. Really, really tasty. Could you talk us through the sort of the taste, the, the sort of profile that, that really stuck out when you tried it? I must say the bottle is fantastic mm, it looks like a kind of old medicine bottle doesn't it yeah. it's great yeah. I, I still make my elderflower cordial and I stick it in there just for, just for good show and uh, it's it's got a really a, a really good quality base gin and I think we can all tell the difference between a good gin and a bad gin um, fairly instantly so it's, it's got a good base gin but there's I think every time you take a sip there's just something new in it there's just you know, you think, oh, is it a bit of that? And, oh, what was that? And, 
And reading the description, there's the hint of horseradish in there, which is mm. like that. I can imagine that being really nice with the. That's why it's just the right side of spicy. So it'd be good because you can make a Bloody Mary with gin. I don't know what they call it when it's made with. Um, I think it's called. Uh, a crying Mary? No, I think it's called a Tom and Mary. Right. Um, but that has, has horseradish in the recipe, so that would suit very well for a. Uh, Oh, maybe it's not called a Tom and Mary. No, that's 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 because it's made with this gin. I'm reading a promotional <laughs> advert for this gin. I think we should call it a Tom and Mary. You've just invented yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find out what the name is for a gin Bloody Mary. <laughs> I think it's called a gin Bloody Mary. Oh, actually, I've got spicy red snapper here. Yeah, red snapper, maybe, or a gin Bloody Mary, or a Tom and Mary. Tom Whichever and Mary. you want. Take your pick, a Tom and Mary. And um, what, what would be your second choice? Well, my my second choice is um is something I don't drink much of, I'll be honest, but I'm not the only one in the pub, so I'll be fair to everybody else. You know, we're an inclusive pub, aren't we? Uh, but I, ha- I had a lovely experience. I was on a training course in March, years and years ago, and we were down by the sea, and uh, the course ended, and we'd been at it all day, eight hours of learning. And I said, does anybody want to come paddling in the sea? And they said, Abby, it's dark. And I said... <laughs> I know, but does anybody want to come paddling in the sea? And uh, and somebody said, "Why are you, why are you doing that?" And I went, "Because I don't want to grow old and miserable." And they <laughs> and this guy who I'd only met that day said, "Abby, you might grow old, but I don't think you're ever going to get miserable." Oh. And uh, that night we were, we were chatting in the bar, and he said, "Do you drink whiskey?" I said, "No." He said. But why don't you drink whiskey? And I said, that's a really good question. So he gave me the education in whiskey that I like to give people in beer. So I like to introduce them to vice beers and and milds and bitters and astringent hops or whatever they fancy. He took me down the whiskey and said, oh, Mm. well, if you like that one, you're going to like this one a bit more. So we had a couple of uh, whiskeys between us and I realised I like the peaty ones, which is no great surprise because I like malty beers. Mm. And uh, so I'm going to have a talis- talisker, talisker. I don't even know how you pronounce it. I think it's talisker. I, th- I think I think it's talisker, and I'm doubting yeah. myself. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a single malt, which is a slightly peaty one, because that was the one I had that night, and that was the night I discovered that I liked peaty whiskey. Oh, that's so nice when someone's sort of beer choice or spirit choice or whatever is part of a bigger sort of memory, a moment in your life. And you've remembered the paddling, if you remembered that really nice thing someone said, you've remembered a lovely evening in a pub. So even if, even if you know, there are a hundred beers you'd rather have in your pub than that whiskey, none of them have that association for you. Absolutely. Great it's stuff. Good memory. Oh, that's interesting. Well, speaking of good memories, a lot of people like to write their memories in books and publish them. Uh, Jesus Christ, John. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) And some of those great books Robin likes to select to enter into the Moon Underwater Library. So, Robin, what is it going to be this week? Thanks, John. Thanks for that great transition. Uh, In this week in the pub library, it is actually a book about the Beatles. I'm a big Beatles fan and also do a Beatles podcast. And the book, a book that came out a year or two ago is by Craig Brown called 1234, The Beatles in Time. 
and um, it's kind of quite a divisive one among Beatles fans because it's very fun and irreverent and fast-paced, but there are also some kind of rather old-fashioned notions in there, like it's not very really nice about Yoko, for example. But anyway, that I'd like some of the chapters are so good because they're just these little brilliant snapshots of the Beatles at certain periods in time. That you know, so this is a fantastic one about a pub. It was late afternoon on a perfect English summer's day, 30th of June, 1968. Paul was in his Rolls Royce, being driven back to London from Yorkshire, where he had been recording Thingamabob with the Black Dyke Mills Band. Derek Taylor, Peter Asher and a journalist from the NME were also in the car. As they travelled down the M1, they decided to stop off somewhere. But where? Derek, high on LSD, suggested that Peter should take a look at the AA map of Bedfordshire and pick the village with the most beautiful name. After a very long time, Peter made an unlikely choice, Harold. That's the name of this town. The chauffeur obediently wended his way along minor roads until they arrived at the village of that name. For Derek, it was like a dream come true. Thrushes and blackbirds sang and swallows dived into thatches and the little old mower wheezed as we walked down the only street there was. In the garden of Mulberry Lodge, his home on the high street, Gordon Mitchell, a mustachioed dentist, was out in his shorts clipping a hedge. He looked up to see three men led by Paul McCartney, who asked him the way to the river. Mitchell gave him the directions and they went on their way. Mitchell nipped inside to tell his wife Pat what had happened. Paul McCartney had just asked him the way to the river. Together they beetled off in the same direction, hoping to bump into Paul and his friends. Sure enough, they found them in the Magpie pub and fell into conversation with them. Soon they were all feeling peckish and Pat suggested that if they came back to Mulberry Lodge, she could rustle something up. Paul showed his humanity by visiting Pat's father, at that time an invalid in bed, and had a long chat with him. They tucked into ham and rice. (laughs) Quite a weird meal. Gordon told Paul of the raffle he was organising for the Playing Fields Association the following weekend. Mitchell's daughter, Shuna, brought out a child-sized guitar and handed it to Paul, who immediately started tuning it, putting two coins under the bridge. Paul wondered if they'd care to hear a song he had just composed, and they all said yes. Hey Jude, don't make it bad, he began. Why can't life always be like this? Sighed Pat Mitchell. So that's a <laughs> nice little story, and um, the Magpie Pub is still open. And we, is I'd it quite still like to go open? Because <laughs> it's quite close to my, um, my brother, so I think we might make a pilgrimage there. Oh, lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well... More a story about the Beatles than about pubs, but it, there was go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's one, two, three, four. The Beatles in time being added to the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Um, so the library is now swelling at the bowels. We may have to add a separate ornate shelf robin to the library now. It's got so many tomes on it, but we don't just have a library here. We also have a jukebox now. Abigail, you said that in the pop music round, you didn't fancy your chances. It wasn't a specialist subject, but you did know a little bit about long Queen songs. So what's your thought on music in pubs and what album would you like to add to the Moon Underwater Jukebox? Well, I would... I was having a long debate about this one. I will, There's a lot of albums where I could listen to every single track. Um, but then I'd probably just sit and listen to every single track rather than be in the pub. And, and, and a pub's a community place. It's kind of folky. You need a bit of tradition, but you don't want anything too painful, you know, too groany. So uh, I've gone for something uh, upbeat and modern folk. Um, I have gone for a Bellowhead album. 
Um, mm. And I can't even remember which one I landed on in the end because they're all so good. I was having a big debate with myself. So uh, in the end, I went for the Broadside album because it has Lily Bolero and Betsy Baker and they're two of my favourite tracks. Oh, I'm not a Bellowhead head. Robin, are you familiar with the Bellowheads? I know them a bit, yeah. And, um, well, I'm good friends with um, Jim Murray, who's a, an English folk musician, and he knows all the, the Bellowhead guys. And he's interviewed... Let me. What's the singer called from Bellowhead? Or the, John the leader Bowden. of Bellowhead? Yes, John Bowden. And John Bowden did a project, didn't he, where he was covering a song, like every week a new song. Yeah. A folk song a day. Some of them have been amazing, actually. I've been listening to them. They've got some great musicians. Yeah, I'm a big, big folk fan, so yeah, I, I need to listen more to Bellowhead. Uh, it, it's very, very upbeat. It's lovely. and then But some of the tracks can be a bit more gentle and downbeat, and then just, it lifts you through those emotions. From noise and bustle, far away, as I walked over each acre. I never knew what it was to sigh till I saw Betsy Baker. At church I met her dress only one Sunday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You said earlier, Abigail, that you were struggling to have just two draft choices in your pub. We have got a wild card option, and I'm going to be interested to know which way you've gone, because it could easily be, it could be another draft beer, but it could also be anything you want. It could also be Galliano. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what, what have you decided to go for as your wild card edition? Well, you see, a pub's got two sorts of people in it, hasn't it? It's got your local people. And then you get the people that visit. But the people who visit will always get a... They'll always get the, the muck and the straw and the, and the, the incognito and the magnamard. But the regulars might want something a bit different. So I'm afraid my, my wild card is beer of the week. Oh, interesting. So if Dave always goes in on a Thursday, he can try the sour beer or the vice beer or the whatever it is, but it will be a beer. You're the first person to find a loophole in the sort of very unique atomic structure of the moon underwater. So your your wild card is essentially a guest ale. Yes. <laughs> very interesting. Well, I think this perhaps gives you an opportunity to maybe rattle off some of the also-rans that may appear from week to week. Oh, puts me on the spot there. I, I have... 
visited so many different pubs and had so many different beers. And I always try and find something new I've never drunk before, so... Uh, well, were there any that were very in close con- contention for your draft choices? You had muck and straw and the plain ales incognito. I mean, what would be what would be on in the three crowns right now, potentially? They will have three golden beers, one best bitter and two dark beers. Always, always that amount. Or two goldens, two bests and two darks, but there'll always be two darks on, yeah. And we probably about six ciders or perries. Wow. Could you give us some of the names of the ones that they've had in the past, or do they just all merge into one fantastic beer? They, they beer? all merge. They all merge. Um, Bristol Beer Factory is featured quite a lot. Mm, um, yeah. Holsworthy is featured, and I, they do a mild, but it's it's not the one I chose today. Um, trying to remember who else. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Bristol Beer Factory's just launched a, a non-alcoholic or very low-alcoholic beer as well, which looks very Ooh, good. Oh, that's worth knowing. I do like a low-alcoholic beer. Well, didn't a, a Emma Inch was telling us that a, that a non-alcoholic stout actually won champion stout of the year? It uh, may not have been the camera competition, but it was certainly a very prestigious competition, and it was a 0.5% porter that won the porter. I shall have to look that up. Hmm. So low alcohol beers like like um craft beers they are getting a lot better than they used to be. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And do camera get behind the sort of no and low movement? Um I think some people do and some people don't. We've had a I think we we got behind something when when there was a tax break for some oh I can't remember again I forgot what it was again there was a tax break for something lower than something ABV I think it's something like two point eight or two point six percent yes that's which is why Man in a Box in Sam Smith is always so cheap uh, but not many breweries got behind it is my recollection I could be wrong though well I think in the past people didn't think there was the demand but there certainly is demand for non-alcoholic and low-alcoholic drinks and so we were talking about mild earlier. You can get some lovely sort of three percent milds, um, some really good, really good low alcoholic. Well, it's three, yeah, three percent is lower. I wouldn't say it was. It's not low. No, um, but even if I mean, if you're driving, obviously you're going to go for something non-alcoholic, um, or maybe a half a pint of something low alcoholic. But I think the days of us wanting to get so drunk we wake up with a hangover have gone. Nobody wants to get drunk with a hangover. It just happens occasionally by mistake. Me and Robin always say the perfect amount of drinks is four pints and a curry. <laughs> that is a perfect amount. Actually, I, we had four pints in the pub the other night. We were going to have two. So if you go for two, it means three. If you go for three, it means four. So we went, mm. for, we went for two, but we actually ended up having four because we were on holiday. And then this man came and sat with us and started to make conversations. So we ended up having five and that was one too many. You're barred. Okay, so we now need to sort out order in your pub, Abby. What are you barring from your dream pub? You see, I, I've heard a lot of, of hatred about tellies. I'm behind it. I don't like a telly, personally. But it's not fair because some people like tellies. And I want to save the Great British Pub. And if it brings people in and it makes them buy beer and have that lovely camaraderie that they get when, when they're watching a game, then that's great. So I'm going to ban it to the old stable block, which I've just built on the edge of my pub. Nice. 
Nice. And the old stable bot does comedy nights, it does folk music nights, it does TV nights, it does where the council prep the rubber ducks going down the river nights. It's used for absolutely anything. It's not banned, but it's in the other room. But if you really wanted me to ban something, it's playing the hurdy-gurdy in there with the door open. (laughs) (laughs) Because the drone of a hurdy-gurdy is so annoying. (laughs) I I don't want to stereotype, but it, it... I, I'm not surprised that it's a camera member who is so annoyed by the sound of a hurdy-gurdy that it's the thing they want to uh, ban from pubs. I don't think I've ever heard a hurdy-gurdy. Oh, well, you've not been in the Old Rome Tavern on, um, <laughs> on Folkfest weekend. That's where you hear hurdy-gurdies. <laughs> Jim O'Rourke, a musician who I admire a lot, has made an album which is just hurdy-gurdy. And, I, I, you know, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it feels so monotone. It's such a funny instrument. Yeah. It's all right for five minutes, but not when you're having a few pints. I'm going to say this now. I don't think anyone else ever in The Moon Underwater will ban playing the hurdy-gurdy with the door open. Um, <laughs> not because they don't find it annoying, but because uh, they they may, may not have heard it yet. Yeah. it's. Uh, I didn't really want to ban anything, I'll be honest. I wanted everybody to be welcome, but... I just love the idea of a, a repeated cry of, shut the door if you're going to play the hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just repeated throughout the night. Hurry up, please. It's time. In this pub where you have Muck and Straw by Holsworthy Brewery, you have Plain Ales Incognito, Magnum Mild from Muirhouse Brewery, Iford's Sahara Cider, you also have Thomas Dakin Gin, Talisker Whiskey, and a Beer of the Week. We're gonna to have to. We're gonna to have to get through quite a lot of legislation to make sure that yeah. never happens again. I feel a bit like when John Major asked for the Oval Cricket Ground on Desert Island Discs as his luxury. It's. A, <laughs> I think we can make it work, but you know. Yeah, it's quite a good luxury though. <laughs> yeah. my, my luxury would be an air-conditioned pub with a bed and a toilet. Makes sense, doesn't it? That's, um, that's a big luxury. Yeah, and that no one will be playing the hurdy-gurdy with the door open. Before we let you go back to the other realm, we need to name this pub. So what are you calling your, your dream pub? Well, I, I I will tell you what I'm going to call it, but I do have an extra little tiny weenie request, if I may. Absolutely. When you leave the pub at the end of the night, and inevitably you'll be the last one out, mm-hmm. the landlord will shut the door, I just want a very gently squeaking sign that ever so slightly oh, yes. blows yes. in the breeze and just to remind you it's still there for the following night. So I, I do want that. I'd like a relaxation tape of that. That would be nice. <laughs> Pub signs squeaking. Yeah. It would great. be quite nice if you lived close enough that you could hear the sign squeaking with the bedroom window open but not with it closed. Mm. Yeah, just enough. Yeah. Oh, that is that is nice. I'm going to throw that one in. Um, so I, my my pub has a garden. I don't want to look out onto Quickfit. Love the three crowns, though I do. And and my garden's going to sweep down to the river, and on it there will be a pontoon so you can moor your narrow boat, um, and then come in for a beer. And so I'm going to call my pub the Gongoozler. So you can sit and watch the boats go past all day long whilst you're drinking. How do you spell the Gongoozler and what does it mean? G-O-N-G-O-O-Z-L-E-R. Uh, it basically means one who sits and idly watches boats go past or something like that. 
Does it really? What an incredible word. It's something on those lines. I love the word. Oh, it's a, that's a great name for a pub. It sounds like one of Susie Dent's words of the day, you know. Yeah. Is, <laughs> that's great. So do you imagine your pub with sort of a sloping beer garden towards the, the bank? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to risk it the other way around. I'm not going to have a flooded pub. No, no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm safety a, conscious. You wouldn't want a sloping river down to the pub. <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, there might be a little spot where you can have a swim too, but then you've got a swim alcohol problem. So yeah, yeah. I'll just, just settle for the pontoon. So, uh, Abigail, before you go, thank you so much for giving us your time and coming over here to the Moon Underwater. How can people find out more about Camera, get involved, join... Um, and support their local pubs and local beers? Well, uh, they can support their local pubs and beers by going out and supporting the pub. Even a couple of extra pints a month will help all pubs. Um, They can buy the Good Beer Guide, which is coming out now as well. But they can go to camera.org.uk and join for a year for less than £30. And then find out what's going on in your local area. Get involved with any local beer festivals. Just put your hand up and say, I want to learn more. I want to help behind the bar. Teach me. I'll do what I can do. And you can do as much or as little as you like. And a lot of pubs do give discounts to camera members, don't they? Uh, They do if they choose to. And that's entirely up to the pub. So uh, in this day and age, there's an awful lot of people who are choosing not to use a discount in a pub because pubs need all the help they can get. But yes, some pubs are choosing to give discounts because we're obviously a big group of people. But the the best bit is working behind Beer Festival Bar and learning more about beer and then going to visit the pubs and judging them for the Good Beer Guide and Pub of the Year. And And that's where Robin and I want to get a bit more involved, I think. (laughs) It's great. It sounds like bliss. Yeah, amazing. Well, uh, Abigail, we wish you safe journey with the Gongoozler under your arm to take with you wherever you need it the most. And to play you out, what song would you like from uh, the Bellowhead album Broadside? You mentioned a couple of the songs that you really liked. I think I'll go for Lily Bolero. Lily Bolero it is to play out this week's guest at the Moon Underwater, Vice Chairman of Camera, Abigail Newton. We thank you and wish you well. Bye-bye. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye. And down the merry lane she wanes and wanders. We thank Abigail for her time and hope she enjoyed her experience of the correct realm. Next week, it'll be someone who is no stranger to realm discovery. Quite the opposite. It's his dear friend, The Realm. Uh, Dan Snow, TV historian and absolute brain box and smashing chap. Uh, So we look forward to welcoming Dan. He's the only person in the pub quiz who has said before, I will get 100% in this. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So do join us for two halves of Dan Snow next week. And as ever, head to moonunderpod.com to find out how you can support the podcast and what benefits you can get in return. And we do thank you for all of your support.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 